When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. It's been another busy news week, and we like to review the major stories of the week here on the Black Information Network. Today, we are joined by Black Information Network news anchors, John Marshall and Alexandria Ikamoni to discuss this week's major stories. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. So welcome back to the show, you two. How you doing? We're excited. Always a pleasure to be here. Yeah, well, let's get to it. Um, unfortunately, we have to um, start with a bit of uh, sad news. Some new information surrounding the death of Shanquella Robinson during a trip to Mexico is trending on social media. Uh, Alexandria, give us the latest on this story. Yeah, so this is one that has gotten national attention. Even celebrities are calling for justice mm-hmm. in this case. So the latest that we have is really coming from Shanquella's father. So the backstory here, she uh, went on a trip with her friends to Cabo, Mexico, and her, and I say friends loosely, quote unquote, honestly, um, but the father is wanting all six of the people who she traveled with to be charged because last month when she died in Cabo, um, the family was first told by the friends that she died from alcohol poisoning, but the death certificate said that she died 15 minutes after suffering a broken neck and severe spinal cord injury but there's video about this situation the video went viral of one of the quote-unquote friends recording another quote-unquote friend beating up Shanquella. so hearing that information of it not being alcohol poisoning instead of a broken neck injury and then all that transpired the dad wants all six of the people involved to be charged but another new development here is that Mexican authorities, they're actually investigating di- this, um, this situation um, and they're investigating it as a, as a homicide. They have issued one arrest warrant so far for one of the people on the trip. However, they have not released who that person is. And we don't know and it's not clear if that person has been arrested. But the Black Information Network has been following this story and we will continue to follow it for the latest information on this one. John, what are your thoughts? 
you you really have to be careful with number one i've always been told who you travel with uh and number two with this um kind of microwavable relationships and quote unquote friendships uh allegedly they were all friends from i believe winston-salem state university and they're you know traveling and hanging out mm-hmm. but uh it's just a, a really sad situation that you're going for vacation and the uh the argument was over who they were you know talking to or dating or being with and it ended up uh killing this young lady uh it's i almost don't have words for things like these man and it's just been a lot of it been happening lately so i think that the mexican authorities are doing exactly what they should do and i believe they're doing that because of the pressure and the kind of international pressure that's come on them uh, to say hey something has to be done about this not just from the united states perspective because we're going to do what we have to do but they don't want to look bad as well because i know that these um, cities especially cabo and and the vacation cities if they can uh in my opinion they just kind of want to push this stuff to the side. They don't want people to really focus on these kind of tragic things, because what does that do? That turns tourism down and that right. turns dollars down for these cities that really thrive off of tourist dollars. So I believe, number one, that they would not have gone this far or opened up uh, warrants, arrest warrants if we had not. And we meaning black Twitter and the mm-hmm. black people and the black populace. put this story to the forefront uh, to make sure that she gets justice because, and I'll say it, if it is a a, a white girl or, 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 or white boy or any other race, it's national nationwide worldwide news right off the bat. I feel like we had to fuel this and we did the right thing. And now we're forcing that government to act to, uh, to find some justice. So I like where it's headed uh, regardless of the, circumstances that it took to get there. Okay. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings, that frustrating thing your mom does, or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes. And switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash B-I-N. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. 
You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink that's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Black Information Network news anchors John Marshall and Alexandria Ikamoni are here with us discussing this week's major stories. Moving on, Black history is being made as New York Representative Hakeem Jeffries becomes the first Black Party leader in Congress. Uh, I, know, I know this was exciting for me. Um, John, why don't we start with you this time? Give us your thoughts. Absolutely. So, Hakeem Jeffries, we are literally living in history right now, y'all. Um, mm -hmm. It will be in, well, not textbooks, because who uses textbooks these days, but it will be written in the history books uh, from this point forward. Our, our kids, our kids, kids will be learning about Hakeem Jeffries, who the House Democrats on Wednesday elected their new generation of leaders. Now, Hakeem is coming out of New York and he will be the minority leader taking over for Nancy Pelosi. What I thought was very interesting about this was that they actually skipped the vote and just went straight to an acclamation to mm -hmm. elect Representative Hakeem Jeffries, which yeah. I thought was really big. So it feels like there's some unity there and it feels like the old guard is properly passing on the torch. And I, to be honest with you, I'm surprised and I'm elated that it is a black man. I know all of us are, are very happy about that. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. I know we lost the house, so he is minority leader, but Hey, this is a huge step in a country that has been extremely divisive and divided over the last four years uh, or, or really about last six years, I guess you could say. So I'm excited about it. And I'm just looking forward to seeing what um, Representative Jeffries is going to do and how he's going to represent for us black men and us as a black people. I love it. Alexandria, your thoughts. I mean, this year has been monumental for black people in power honestly so um jeffries has promised to get stuff done and put people over politics which i know resonates with a lot of people knowing that he's going to put them first and i'm also excited to see what he does in this position um that honestly has a lot of eyes on mm -hmm. so I, i'm rooting for him we are all rooting for him as as you know the black community wanting to see him do well and we are looking forward to seeing you know what he really produces yeah absolutely you know there's Something that I think I can probably admit at this point, um, 
but it's that I have not been the biggest fan. You know, I'm famously a bleeding heart liberal, um, but I have not been the biggest fan of all of the Democratic leadership, uh, chief among which is perhaps Nancy Pelosi. Um, there's just a lot of things about her that I couldn't see myself doing if I was in that position. With that said, I do recognize that, again, that lesser of two evils sort of thing that we always come back to in this country as black people. And so I think to your point, John, uh, seeing the direction that the party is headed in, seeing the unification, them foregoing, you know, the vote he ran unopposed, you know, all, all those things, just to see everyone get in line and march forward toward what will be the next um, chapter of the Democratic Party uh, and and kind of helping establish a new face of the party um, and breathing some new energy into that party. I think that that's a wonderful thing. So um, like you said, Alexandria, uh, it's just an exciting time and, and we are all excited to get behind uh, Hakeem Jeffries and support him in his endeavors uh, moving forward. So Black Information Network news anchors John Marshall and Alexandria Ikamoni are here with us discussing this week's major stories. Okay. The owner of Colorado's club, uh, Club Q, says he'll reopen the popular club and the army vet who subdued the shooter will receive a $50,000 reward for his bravery and courage. Will this Colorado community ever be able to recover from this mass shooting? And will these acts help? Alexandria, why don't you go first? Give us your thoughts on the developments there. Yeah, first, a uh, very sad story just to see another mass shooting take place mm-hmm. in our country. Um, and we do praise the Army vet who stepped in and just really showed courageous acts. This $50,000 um, award that he received was from, from a bank, and it was the first award of its kind. Um, and he does deserve that as well. However, it's just very hard to bounce back. I will say I am blessed to not be in this situation, but I can only imagine what the people in this situation who have lost family members um, are feeling. And I don't think it's something that you can just easily and quickly, you know, recover from. Uh, speaking, you know, from covering the top supermarket shooting that happened in Buffalo where black people were killed, they are still hurting today. And that happened months ago. And there were calls for people to close that supermarket. So to know that the club is reopening, I can understand why a lot, many people might not support that. They don't want that because it now is a stain and a reminder of that tragedy that happened in their community that they have to drive past and walk past on a day-to-day basis, if you will. So I can only imagine, but my hearts go out to them and I really do hope that they can find peace at some point. John, talk to us. Uh, This is very difficult to just continue to see. Uh, First, you see uh, black people just getting shot and killed by by police and and vigilantes uh, as well. And then you see our our LGBTQ plus uh, brothers and sisters uh, also experiencing this. And the numbers is what is the most disturbing part for me, because I don't know what needs to happen in order for this to stop or at least stem it. There have been 611 mass shootings this year, just this year, Mm -hmm. which is the second 
most violent mass shooting year next to last year, which it was 690. It's ridiculous at this point. And again, I, I, I just feel like my hands are tied behind my back because I really do not have the, the answers. Do, do you take more guns away? I also believe in the right to bear arms. Do you uh, take the high capacity magazines? Do you do mental tests for people? Like, because my thought process is if that's in your heart, and if that kind of hate and all that's in your heart, you're going to find a way to do whatever you want to do. A, a, a stricter law here or there isn't going to stop someone that is trying to murder in the first place. They're going to find a way to do it. So mm. it's just I, I don't like the feeling and being in this position mentally where I have literally no idea what to do. My heart goes out to everybody, all of the families. Uh, I, I know people that have been victims of gun violence. And I, I, Ramses, I just... What do you do? What what do you do about this? 611 mass shootings. That's ridiculous. Well, um, I have an idea. You know, please tell us, brother, please. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, um, this kind of goes back to uh, or, or rather it echoes an idea that I had um, or that I came across. This this version wasn't an original idea. Um I deal with a lot of police shootings, um, police misconduct on my radio show, Civic Cypher. And an idea that I came across that I liked very much was, you know, um, requiring police to carry insurance the same way we require doctors to carry insurance. And if an officer broke the law, the then we would put it on the insurance companies and there would be fiscal implications for strikes against an officer, things like this. You know, we, we would um, institute a system of uh, repercussions and we would um, allow the insurers insurance companies to make money from the officers and uh, allow a system of uh, of organization right uh, backed by insurance companies they seem to have a lot of things in order in the country and they don't want to go away quietly into the night so let's put them to work right so when I think of guns, I kind of think of it in the same way. So now I'm just speaking. So maybe this isn't uh, all the way fleshed out, but, you know, it's been a, a thought that's been boiling in my mind for some time because uh, uh, gun owners to insure their weapons. It doesn't take away their right to bear arms. They just insure them. If the guns are misplaced, stolen, you know, anything like that, then you have to report the gun missing and uh, then all the rest of the guns are legal, you know, versus illegal. We obviously uh, create huge uh, fines or punishments for folks that are in possession of illegal firearms, make it a federal uh, law to do that sort of thing. And then uh, if a person owns a weapon legally and they use that weapon in a mass shooting event, let's say, for instance, or an illegal shooting, whatever that is, um, then you can sue uh, potentially the insurance company for insuring those people. You know, the insurance company wants to make sure that the weapon is used legally, right? And they have an incentive to make sure that, you know, people acquire the guns through legal means and that they're, you know, of sound mind and so forth. And so it requires a top to bottom um, rethink in terms of what it means to own a gun and what protection means and all that sort of stuff. But if we start having these conversations that we're having right now, um, I think that that does more 
for our national narrative than more thoughts and more prayers. And, you know, maybe this isn't the right idea, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm well past the point of thoughts and prayers. I got past that when my son, I took my son out of school after Sandy Hook. I realized, okay, this isn't, you know, and Sandy Hook, he was in the, maybe the third grade, fourth grade. He's about to graduate high school. So it gives you an idea of how long I've been of this, you know, um, persuasion, this, this way of thinking. And as far as, you know, community recovering, um, you know, I, I totally understand what you said, Alexandria. This is kind of a, uh, a thing that's tough for the community to get past. So I, I can recognize why, you know, this place will serve as a reminder of what happened and how that's bad. Um, but I think anyone who's based there, um, or anyone who has thoughts about this should also consider, you know, the alternative, which is, you know, Club Q rolls over and they die. And I don't know that that's the story that anybody wants either. Um, again, it's not for me to say because this didn't impact me directly. And, you know, you spoke so well about it, Alexandria, and I know that you weren't trying to, um, impose your will on the folks of Colorado, uh, but, um, we hope, I think I speak for both of us. We hope that, um, whatever path toward healing that this community needs to take, um, that they will be comforted in every way possible. And, uh, they will have our full support. You know, as, as John mentioned, these are our brothers and sisters of the LGBTQIA plus community. And, um, we stand in solidarity with you in this moment. Do you, uh, in your personal opinion, do you believe and or think that the LGBTQ plus community um, stands with and supports our um, hardships the way that they um, not necessarily are expecting to, but the way that we are trying to stand with them just from a human level? It's a great question. I appreciate it. Um my answer is has to be based off of empirical evidence, what I've seen in my life. Um, I have not consulted with any surveys or anything like that, but um, I recognize in 2020 when I was protesting, that's the, that's the time when in my life I had to protest. Prior to then, I'm, I was very much active, but not active in a way that was as meaningful as I am now. Um, I was insulated by being in a radio station and kind of riding that high horse and kind of flying above a lot of the things that affected brothers and sisters in, in our community. Um, and I would just show up to symbolic events and give a speech here or there, show up to the NAACP events, this sort of stuff. Um, it wasn't until 2020 when I got on the street. Um, the, the community needed me. I needed me. My sons needed me. And. I was able to see a different reality that I had been insulated from since childhood, since my days in Compton, California. And it was important and necessary for me to do that so that I could become the man that I am now, walking the path that I feel is most appropriate for me. And when I was out on the streets in 2020, I saw everybody out there. You know, I live in Phoenix, so there's not a lot of black folks in Phoenix. We were out there, but if we were all out there, it wouldn't have been a lot of us, right? Um, you know, sometimes I say, I, I estimate there were about 10% black folks out there. Remember that those crowds were thousands of people. And I saw our LGBTQIA plus community show up ready to move 
I saw our Asian brothers and sisters show up ready to move. I saw our Hispanic brothers and sisters. They were making it happen. White brothers and sisters out there. Organizations, white organizations walked me and my children to our car because I was a little bit more high profile. They didn't want me out there with my kids as they got on the freeways and that sort of stuff. These people helped me out. These people helped us out. Um, I saw it with these eyes. And so my truth has to be yes. And far be it for me to, to, um, to forget that. Um, I know how to keep that same energy, you know, and so in, in their time of need, insofar as I'm concerned, I will stand in solidarity with them. And I hope that that's a sentiment shared by most black people. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I, I love it, man. I love it. I'm, I, I'm with you. Yes, sir. Well, um, I want to thank you both very much for your insight again today. Um, our guests, one more time, our Black Information Network news anchors, John Marshall and Alexandria Ikamoni. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media, and I'll be hosting another episode of Civic Cypher this weekend on a station near you. For stations, showtimes, and podcast info, check out civiccypher.com. And join us Monday as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 